Hello, 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 and welcome. I'm Victor Fernandez, and I'm here to tell you that true health and well-being is a family affair on the Healthy Bodies, Healthy Families podcast. Hello and welcome again to the Healthy Bodies, Healthy Families podcast. I am your host, as always, Victor Fernandez. It's always a pleasure having you along on this journey to greater self-discovery. I know I'm getting deep right off the bat there, uh, but I can do that. It's my show. <laughs> Which is, and it's always why I'm, I look forward to having my next guest on the show for a while now. And I'll tell you exactly what I mean by that. Because sometimes you have to shake things up you know, to get your life personally and professionally moving in the right direction and to achieve the results that you want. And who better to make that happen than someone who's labeled as a disruptor in his industry. And we're going to get into that as to exactly what that means. And it's a good thing, I'm, I promise you. Now that I've piqued your interest a little bit, I want to remind all of you, your weekly homework assignment, as I call it, if you haven't done so already, and I appreciate it if you have, and if you haven't, what in the hell are you waiting for? You know, go ahead and subscribe, like, leave a great review and share this podcast far and wide. If what's shared on this podcast resonates with even one person, if even one person applies what they learn from listening to the show to their life, I've accomplished what I've set out to do. I'm achieving my purpose in life. And that makes me happy. And we know this is all about making me happy. <laughs> but the more people who know about this content, this, this podcast and the content my guests and I share, the more people that can benefit from it. That for sure is for real. And the message that my special guest will share is something everyone needs to hear. So I'm not gonna keep you in suspense any longer. He's a globally recognized sales strategist and business coach from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I used to live in PA myself for a long, long time. Uh, after a career in the United States Navy, where he served in Operations Iraqi Freedom and Enduring Freedom, he returned home to Lancaster to start a family and lay down roots. After a storied career in sales, he ventured out on his own and started the Slaymaker Method, which number one is an awesome name, I have to say, it's, that's too cool of a name. But it's also a brand that's recognized in multiple countries around the world. We're definitely gonna learn more about that today. He's written two best-selling books, owns three companies, and is renowned for his ability to motivate, cultivate, and skyrocket new and current business to, to levels they never thought possible. So to say he's being disruptive in a truly positive way, well, that's an understatement. Please welcome to the show, Kyle Slaymaker. Kyle, thanks for joining the show today. Absolutely, Victor. Thank you very much. It is a pleasure and an honor to be here. I'm excited. Well, I appreciate having you on the show, and I have to get right to it. Disruptor in his industry. I, I love that, number one. That was from Authority Magazine. That's, that wasn't from me. Can you share with our audience what that means and why that's such an important mindset and approach to have to be successful in any industry, but especially in sales? Absolutely. Um, so first off, even if it did just come from you, it would still be an honor. Just the fact that anybody considers me a disruptor in the industry is mind boggling to me. Um, but being able to disruptor, you know, when people think of the word disruptor, they think of, you know, negativity, like, oh, you're, you're a disruption. Well, in business, that's a good thing. You're shaking up the market. You know, you're you're going against the grain. You're, you're shaking up what is considered the norm. And honestly, that's what's needed. That's absolutely what is needed, especially in a in an industry like sales and sales training, sales strategy. Um, so 
I was fortunate enough to be contacted by Authority Magazine who wanted to do a piece about me being labeled a disruptor in the industry. Uh, and of course, being the ever so opportunistic gentleman that I am, said, hell yes. Uh, so, you know, the rest is history. I've, I've been in selling power. I've been in I, I've more, more things than I can count at this point. Um, but I disrupted in a good way. I, I shook things up. Well, talk about that. Expand on that, what that means and, and what it means to shake things up. Because obviously, I mean, I know for me personally, as, as a new entrepreneur, as a new business owner, I've had to shake up a lot of things, namely what goes on between my ears to be able to make that happen and, and, be, and be successful at it and continue growing at it. So for someone who has, who has reached the heights that you've reached, you know, personally and professionally, what does that mean to be a disruptor? Yeah, so it's, it's somebody who comes in and changes the way that things are done. It changes the way that it, it almost it challenges people's thinking, right? So when you think of just to relate it to my industry, sales training, business coaching, um, you think of the heavy hitters in the sales world. Um, yeah, the, the the granddaddy of them all is Sandler Training, right? You have guys like Grant Cardone. You have Selling Power. You have Miller Hyman. You have all these just big, gigantic, gargantuan names who do fantastic work. But then out of nowhere, and I will be the first to say, I feel like I came out of nowhere. Um, somebody comes along and says, you know, what if we did something different? What if we did something a little bit more unique? What if we did something a little differently than the way that it's all been done before? And that's what, you, what it means to be a disruptor. Now, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't work. Usually when it doesn't work, you're not labeled a disruptor because you didn't disrupt anything and everything stayed normal. But when you are labeled a disruptor, when things work, people start to notice and you start seeing great shifts in, in the sales world. Um, it, being in sales and, and in business, um, I'm a big ego guy. <laughs> if you can't tell already, we're only a few minutes in. <laughs> your viewers, your, your listeners are probably like, this guy's got a head on his shoulders. Um, but when COVID hit, I started, which now seems, it's crazy. It's been two years ago, coming up on three, maybe it'll never go away. Who knows? Uh, but I kept saying, kept saying, it's just that this is going to change business. It's going to change the way we have to operate. It's going to change, definitely change the way the world sells. It has to, it's going to shake things on its head. And I kept saying, people are going to start taking much more stock in relationships over transactions. And I kept saying it. You know, it's, it's like the classic story, the boy who cried wolf, right? Nobody would listen to me. Nobody. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? And then the New York Times came out with an article. And this would have been early last year. And the New York Times said, COVID is changing the way the world sells. People are caring much more about relationships than they are transactions. And you have to be ready to capitalize. Well, guess who capitalized? Guess who was labeled a disruptor after that? And that's what it is. You just have to have the foresight. You have to, and, and stick to your guns too. Oh, absolutely. You know, I know for me, that's, that's always been, I guess the biggest challenge, you know, because you learn from different people and I'm always learning from, from different people and wanting to grow more in that sense, but also understanding where my core values lie and how what I'm learning ties into those those core values, you know. So for you, obviously, you have a career in the military. You talk. I mean, as as I mentioned early on in the show, you returned home to Lancaster to 
to lay down roots. What did that mean for you? You know, what did it entail? And how has that helped build who you are both personally and professionally to think the way that you do? Well, we all know the, the Navy's core values are honor, courage, and commitment. Um, and I, I think at least maybe not even in hindsight, but in everyday life, I, I try to live by those core values and they, they mold my own core values. Um, honor, honor what you say, right? Be stand by what you say, be ethical, be, you know, have huge integrity, great integrity, um, courage to do what's right. Even when, you know, maybe like in my line of work, sometimes the customer doesn't want to hear what you have to say because it's not what they, it makes them feel warm and fuzzy. So you have to be ready for that. So that's the, the courage, the commitment side of things. I commit to every single customer and company that I work with every single one. I want to make sure that they leave in a better place than when I first entered. And that is something I hold very, very, very close to my heart. Right? And so in the Navy, it was honor, courage, and commitment, like I said, and those things just always were ingrained in me and they never left. And I have a few other core values, but those three, or the big three. So talk about how those played into starting your life as a family man and starting your life as the disruptor, you know, in the sales industry. Just talk about how you've been, how those have been the root behind everything you've done. Yeah. Uh, so they weren't always, um, that's probably the best way to describe it. So they weren't before the Navy and they weren't for a little bit after the Navy, uh, before the Navy, I could not care at all about school. Um, I never, <laughs> I, my, my eighth grade guidance counselor, uh, who I, I pray, I pray is listening to this. Um, he called my mom in eighth grade and said, your son's not going to pass the eighth grade. And if he does, he's never, ever going to graduate high school. I went to Penn state for organizational leadership. What does that tell you? I was accepted into one of the top schools in the country after the Navy. Well, well after the Navy, because I was, I was not in the right place for school, uh, but I did graduate high school. Um, my daughter was born when I was, was 18. So right before I left for boot camp, my daughter was born. So that was a fun phone call home to mom. Hey, guess what? <laughs> she wasn't thrilled. Um, after the Navy, I came back because I wanted to be with my daughter. I hadn't met my wife at the time. I was a stereotypical sailor, had some, um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll call it for what it is. Had some substance abuse issues with alcohol. Um, partied as much as I could, nonstop, all the time. I mean, it was day in and day out almost. Had a job working security at a nuclear power plant. I hated it. I was not living by core values at all. I don't think there was a single core value I had other than just drink and have fun. It was a horrible way to live. Um, and then something miraculous happened. I met my wife and we dated. I, I'll never forget it. We had our first date, Victor. And after the date was over, I, I got back home and I was like, she's, she's out of my league. She's there. I have I, a guy like me has no business being with a woman like her. She's gorgeous, tall, blonde, highly, highly educated. She was finishing her master's at that time. Now she has two of them. Um, working with kids on the autism spectrum for almost her entire working career. I, I was like, I'm, I'm a nobody. I, I'm only going to drag her down. Right. Um, 
if you'll, you'll learn throughout this episode, I'm very long winded. Um, <laughs> no, but it's great. But everybody so needs I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I got home that night. And I was like, I'm not going to talk to her ever again. I, this, this woman shouldn't want anything to do with me. Uh, and then like six months had passed and we ended up commenting on something on Facebook and she reached out and she was like, why did you ghost me? Why, why didn't you ever call me back? And I said, well, honestly, I, I don't, I think you're out of my league. I said, I don't think you should have anything to do with me. And she said something along the lines of, well, it's not really fair to me, is it? And I said, well, I guess not. She asked for another date. And now we have two kids, three, including my, my daughter from my, my teenage years, uh, been married for, uh, oh, uh, <laughs> cardinal sin. <laughs> yeah. don't, re- don't remember how long yeah. you've been married. Well, yeah, ten. I, I remember when I said 10, 15, 16. So we've been we've been together for five years, coming up on six. Um, and and that was the turning point for me. Was her. Um, she she turned my life around, and she has stuck by me through struggles of losing my little brother two years ago to, um, you know, falling back into some substance abuse issues after I lost my little brother. Um, and I just. I wanted to be a better person for her and, and honestly, my kids too. And that kind of carried over when I started the Slaymaker method two years ago. Um, it's just, I, I found that when you have a good set of morals and core values and you live by them, not only are you happier, but more importantly, so are the people around you. And that's why I live my life the way I do. So talk a little bit about, uh, not a little bit, a lot about, because we need to hear it. <laughs> you asked for it i'll talk that's right <laughs> absolutely bring it on bring it on the, the slay maker method yeah what, um, what is that what does that mean for people that don't know what it means okay so the slay maker method it honestly it started as just a sales strategy method just a sales process okay not just a sales process because it's amazing and i'm amazing right <laughs> I'm humble too. It's, it's fantastic. Too. <laughs> um, but it's relational meets strategic and solution selling, right? So solution selling, you're solving problems. Relational, you're showing people that you genuinely care about them. You're taking care of the customer that they've never been taken care of before. And you're doing that even as you're selling to them. And that's what makes it so good and so successful is that you're not being just this Oh, you should buy this because of this. No, you should buy this because it's going to do this for you outside of work. It's going to do this for you to get you towards your goals. And I genuinely want to see you get there. And that's what sets my process apart. Now you think of the big guys, you think of, I named them all already. You know, it's very, a lot of it's very general, how to overcome objections, how to close, how to prospect, how to pitch. Um, What I do in the sales, the sales strategy portion of my, my company is I come in and I help create a tailor-made process to that company. So while objection overcoming and, and stuff like that is all part of it, I make sure that when I leave that company or that person has a process that sells the way they want to sell. Meaning if they don't want pushiness, which I don't ever sell aggressively, I refuse to then they're not going to have a sales process that relies on aggressive tactics and hard closes. If they're, cause everybody's product is going to take us a, a process that's different. Everyone, you can't sell a million dollar house the same way you're going to sell a car. 
you can't sell a piece of software the same way you're going to sell a pair of shoes. So that's where I come in. I come in and I help provide the process that is tailor made to every client and their actual team. That's great. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's the way it should be done. I mean, you mentioned, obviously, one thing that, that we share in, in that respect is, is not, you know, we're not the traditional hard sellers. You know, we believe, yeah. in, we believe in what we provide, not even necessarily what we sell, but the services we provide, the approach we provide, you know, the courtesy, the professionalism, all that that we provide, you know, and we're looking for people who, who believe in it, who appreciate it and want to be a part of it, as opposed to here's what I'm selling. Are you buying? You know, like you said, as if yeah. we're a used car salesman or something like that. And I've got nothing against used car salesmen, but that, that's just <laughs> no, not. I, a, I started in car sales. You're there good. you go. You know, and it's just not an approach, you know, especially for someone like me. I mean, obviously you're much, much further along, you know, with, with as an entrepreneur, as a, as a multi-business owner than I am, you know, but I, I've learned along the way that the only people that, you know, well, I don't want to say only people. But there's too many people because I, I don't want to paint everyone with the same brush. But when we talk about hard sell, we have some of those that are great in the industry that know how to close. And you know what? That's that's awesome. They've built businesses, multi-million dollar businesses because of that. But for too many people, especially those of us who are just starting new, a hard sell means we don't truly believe in what we're providing. So we're trying to drive it home and make it sound bigger than it truly is. Because, yep. and, and trying to get them, to, getting those people to believe and buy into what we don't believe and buy into, you know, and that, and to be honest, that was, that was a, that was very much a learning process for me to say, all right, I believe in what I, and what I provide. So as much as I need to sell it to people, I don't need to oversell it to get people to, to appreciate what I offer and be able to want to be a part of it. And I have to imagine that's, that's that's a that's a big part of how you do things as well. Oh, it, it absolutely is. I mean, that's that's hitting the nail on the head. I don't want somebody to buy from me because they they feel like they they're backed into a corner. I want them to buy from me because they know that I'm going to take care of them. I want them to buy from me. I want them to hire me because they know that I am truly one thousand percent committed to their business getting to a better place. And, and that's very important to me. I find myself working with a lot of solopreneurs and, and people who want to start their own thing, but they, they don't know how, or they don't know what to do. I, I have a, a good handful of clients right now that have gone from, you know, last year having an idea to this year turning a hell of a profit. And it's, it's incredible when you, when you have somebody call you and almost in tears, and some in tears because their dream that you help them make their dreams a reality, that is huge. And there's no better feeling. And you don't do that by being unethical. You do that by making sure that you're going down the straight and narrow and you're showing people that you genuinely care about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now we're going to take you back a little bit in time. And yeah. back to when you were, well, let's face it, when you were me, you know, back to the very beginning. You want to build your own business, become an entrepreneur, go out on your own. What did you have to do? What did, who did you learn from? What did, what did you learn from them to really start building that foundation that allows you to do the same for others now? So it's a good question. 
It's a very good question. I have one um, every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. I, I will say that I, I think I've been very blessed. Um, you know, obviously right now I, I have my own coaches and my own, you know, groups that I'm a part of, but for a long time, I, I didn't, I had people that I could use as resources and people I could ask advice to. Um, but I've always had a very good mind for, for business and entrepreneurship um, that I just kind of did things naturally. Um, the podcast, the books, the uh, magazine interviews and stuff like those were all things that I just kind of knew to do. Every now and then I'd read an article that would give me a new idea, but the floodgates really opened when I did get, get some coaches on, on my side here. Um, I mean, I, I will, I will tell you not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn because I'm a sales coach, business coach as well, but having a coach can drastically reduce your time to success. And that's probably the best way I can put it. Having somebody at your disposal, even if you're paying them, how dare we, right? Don't um, invest in yourself. That's bad. Very bad. Yeah, ter- afford terrible. Afford don't, don't, don't listen to anything I tell you. Don't listen. <laughs> um, it's, it's amazing because the good coaches, even though you're paying them, they'll go the extra mile for you. Absolutely go the extra mile for you. I thought I just heard my dog over there in the background. <laughs> well, talk yeah, I think to we're me. Good. And, I, and I understand that too, because I mean, I say it all the time to clients of mine. You know, I have coaches. My coaches have coaches. Their coaches have yeah. coaches. It's just, it's one big line, you know, of coaches that help, that help each other out. And I know for me, I've had drastically different coaches with different styles along the way over the past two, three years, you know, who all helped me in their own unique ways, in their own, with their own unique styles. I've had coaches who helped me get off the ground, build that foundation that we all need. I've had coaches now, and I know we, we kind of share in that respect with some of the coaches we have you know, with, you know, Jonathan Loudermilk, Mark Zalmanoff, that, you know, those guys, you know, you know fantastic. And, uh, Oh, absolutely. You know, who have taken me to the next level, you know, and, uh, and I hear it all the time. You know, I know we joked earlier about, you know, it's bad to invest. Don't invest in yourself. You can't afford it. Trust me, it's too much money. And we joke about that because, you know, we know how important that is. And that's scary. I'll tell you, you know, I mean, co- good coaches don't come cheap and they shouldn't come cheap, you yeah. know, and, and there's a reason why they charge what they charge because they're good at it you know, and, and good at what they do and the results they get speak for themselves. And, but it, regardless, <laughs> it was scary for me. You know, every coach I've hired because it's a huge investment. We always talk about, you know, we want to do for others and we're willing to, sh- you know, put, take the, sh- you know, the last shirt off our back to help anybody. But when it comes time to invest in ourselves, we don't want to do that. You know, and it, we're too scared. We're afraid we're not going to get, you know, return on our investment or, all the fears and, and, yeah. and objections that we have. So how did you get past that point where you realized, okay, here's what I want to do. I have a vision of what it's going to look like, but I know I need the help to make that vision become reality. Um, it's joining the same, the same group of Mark and Jonathan. Um, I, I was in a Facebook group for a little bit and I kept seeing a lot of the same people. And I'm like, well, they're all saying some really cool stuff. 
they're saying some stuff that I really align with. They're being honest. They're being open. They're being vulnerable. Um, and all things, all things considered, uh, I thought that I had built something very big. I thought that I'd built something amazing and I did build something amazing. Um, but I decided to join the group at the urging of a, a Navy buddy of mine. And I found myself being this, this guy from Lancaster PA that's, you know, been in some magazines, wrote some books, did some interviews and, and I'm thinking I'm, I'm, you know, shit hot. Uh, and I get in and I'm, all of a sudden I'm in the same room as people that are running nine figure companies that are running, you know, that have net worths of, you know, 40 million plus. And I'm like, and I realized like, Kyle, you don't know anything. <laughs> like you, you need to just sit down, shut up and be a sponge. Ask the questions you want because they're, you're, you paid, they'll help you. And they do. They do. I, I Jonathan's awesome. He's awesome. I mean, I, I can message him right now and he'll guide me through whatever I need. Um, I know his coach. I, I know so many people that are just, they just genuinely want to see people succeed. And that's, that's the difference maker. That's how you separate good coaches from bad coaches. Bad coaches are in it for the money. The good coaches, they just want to see you win. They just, they, they, they understand that there is enough success to go around that they just want to see you and help you win and win big. Absolutely. I know one of the, and you obviously mentioned Jonathan Loudermilk, we have, you obviously have him, him and his group, you know, in common. And one of the first things he taught me was if you walk into a room and I'm sure you've heard it too. If you walk into a room and you're the smartest person in that room, find a new room. You know, it's one of the, one of the first yep. things he taught me, because if you don't, I mean, when we walk into a room and if we're the smartest person in the room, yes, it's flattering. Yes. You know, it, it builds up our ego, but are we really growing? You know, are, are we really improving? You know, we're not, you know, we're basically stagnant at that point. And it says about us that we're not willing to grow and become uncomfortable and grow from that. And it also says a lot about the people we choose to surround ourselves with. You know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's absolutely true. And, you know, you are the sum of the people that you put around you, that you bring into your oh, yeah. circle, you know, and uh, I know for me, it's, it's, you know, having people like yourself, you know, Jonathan, Mark, the, you know, the whole group, you know, is, is mind boggling to me because a year ago, that was never a thought, you know, I was just, yeah. you know, starting a business and I thought it was cool and I want to help people and, but not really treating it like a business and not treating myself like an entrepreneur. So what has it been like for you to make the train? You mentioned you, you've kind of, you got knocked down a peg or two, you know, you realized, all right, here's where I need to be. And here's who I'm learning from and why I need this. What has that done to propel you to where you're at right now? What have you learned most about yourself in the process? Okay. <laughs> I'm asking so, a lot of good questions today, guys. No, well, it's, it's, it's interesting because I, I was going to um, circle back to it, but I think the, the, my, my statement's going to go off of both things here. Mm -hmm. um, accepting and asking for a coach is a big ego thing too. A lot of people don't want to admit that they need help. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that they need help. Um, I didn't know I needed help. I didn't know I needed help until I joined. 
and started getting coaching. And then I'll put it this way. I made more in December than I did all of last year. I am, it's February 8th today when we're recording this and I'm at a record year already. And I did that specifically because I'm listening to my coaches. I'm, I'm understanding what they're saying. Um, but as far as the stuff that I've learned, it's to drop the damn ego. Mm -hmm. It's to understand and ask for help. Because if you're not going to ask for help, you're going to fail. Every great entrepreneur, every great business owner, whether it's Bezos, Musk, they understand when they need help. They understand. There's a reason they have teams of people. There's a reason. It's, it's not just them. And that's important. That's one of the biggest things that I learned is I have to put the ego aside. But let me tell you what, nothing sobers your ego up than being in a room with a guy who made $100 million last year. Nothing sobers your ego up than sitting there looking around going, oh, my God, this guy's like a business magnate. He's like at the top of his industry. What are you? Uh, I'm from Lancaster. That's about all I can say. I had a kid when I was a teenager. How does that sound? Right? It's humbling. Yeah. You, you understand. You have to see. You, you check your ego at the door, and you get in really ready to learn and willing to learn. It's going to be a game changer. Game changer. Oh, let's, let's, let's talk about, let's talk about you some more. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk <laughs> two thumbs up. There you go. My Absolutely. favorite thing, my favorite topic. There you go. Uh, three, you know, obviously you've created and grown, cultivated three companies. Let's talk about how you started, how you built one to the next, to the next. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's really um, four pots that I have my hand in. Right. I have the Slaymaker method. I own that right out. I have um, the TNT Global Foundation. It's a charity that I'm, I'm helping out with with a client of mine. Um, we're, it's a we're, it's a center we're opening up for disabled veterans and first responders, providing mental health services, physical health services, fitness, and I'm doing um, business services for them. Meaning for veterans, we're going to help with job placement, sales strategy, entrepreneur classes as much as we can to give our disabled heroes and first responders as much of help as they need, as much as we can possibly give them, because I've been there. Um, that's my passion project. Well, one of my passion projects. My wife will tell you I have too many passion projects. <laughs> She's wrong. I'll never tell her that, though. Um, <laughs> I own Camo Flannel. I'm a partner with uh, a buddy, also a client. We became very, very good friends. And he said, let's do this. I was like, all right, let's give it a shot. So Camo Flannel is a shirt company, a clothing company that we're coming out with. We're dealing with some manufacturing issues, uh, but we're starting to work through them. Uh, and then one of the things that I am arguably the most excited about is a company that I'm a partner in with the same friend that owns Camo Flannel with me. Uh, it's called Is It In? And it's an app that is coming out. I mean, we, we could, depending on when this airs, probably within a week or two of this airing. Um, it, it is an app that is unlike anything I have ever seen. And it's not, that's not me being salesy or exaggerating at all. The best way to describe it is like Google for small business inventory. Hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I'm going to make a, a very bold claim at the end of this little, uh, this little shtick here that you're going to be like, wow, I hope you can back that up. And I can, <laughs> um, so 
think of it like, like I said, Google for small business. So instead of going, instead of typing bacon into Google and going through list after list after list after list of people that say they carry bacon, you type it into, is it in, you hit search and it is going to bring back every local business around you within your radius that has bacon in inventory. Hmm. Okay. Now it's going to bring, not only will it do that, but let's say it, it brings you, it gives you a restaurant. You're going to be able to click on the pin on the restaurant. It'll show you their menu, any specials they've got going on. We have some other features coming in that I don't want to say too much about until we are ready to implement them. Um, but it does that for anything around you that has these products, bacon, service products, theaters, uh, food, retail, anything. People can put all their inventory, all their active inventory in. So there's no more running around. Like, let's say I'm a, I'm a bourbon guy, um, Buffalo Trace around here, that $25 bottle of bourbon is incredibly hard to find. It sells out within minutes. Um, you can type in Buffalo Trace and it'll hit you hit search and it'll pull up everywhere around you that has it in stock. So it takes the guesswork out of it. You're not driving around only to find out your restaurant doesn't have your favorite food or that roadside stand just sold out of whoopie pies. If anybody's watching from Lancaster, I love that you <laughs> laughed at that. I don't love whoopie um, pies. Exactly. So here's the bold claim. We do this faster than Google. Now people ask if that is true. And I can wholeheartedly endorse and tell you that everybody that has had hands on with this app, it returns search faster. It returns search results faster than you can blink. It is, it is 100% faster than Google. And I know it's a bold claim, especially for a kid from Lancaster County to make, but it's faster than Google. So stay tuned. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here on, on my show first. <laughs> That, and that sounds yeah. that sounds incredible. It really does sound incredible. And thank you. Now you've, now you've got me intrigued by it. Now, now I have to learn more about it. It's, myself. Yeah. When when it comes out, it's all power. The businesses have to put in their inventory and, and their stuff. So obviously we it's 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 not feasible for us to go in and input everybody's inventory and their addresses and everything. So if you are a small business owner or a business owner, I don't care if you're general electric. Um, but you get, you download the app, you create your profile and you can update your stuff. So for, let's say somebody wants to open up a toothbrush company, a toothbrush retail store. All they have to do is go in, they can enter it and it will be their Their stuff will be searchable on the, is it in an app? And this is worldwide. Hmm, you know, maybe somebody with a health and fitness coaching business, perhaps. Hmm. <laughs> believe, believe it or not you could do it you yeah, could do oh, it absolutely it's it's already rattling around in my brain up in there if you if you hear any that's that entrepreneurial going, spirit that's it you hear yep. you hear a little little you know tapping maybe like you know hamster hamster feet you know and maybe a little squeaky oh, yeah. wheel in the background that's that's my brain <laughs> right now you know, so. it's it's gonna be big it's going to be very, very big. I was, I was hesitant at first because I was like, man, when I, I started seeing it and my buddy kept saying it's faster than Google and he's a really good developer. He's a fantastic world-class developer. Um, I took it to a networking event and I pulled out the beta test and I, there was a guy there, a friend of mine, but he, he came on, like I could tell he, the skepticism in his voice. He's another developer. And he, as soon as I said faster than Google, he just rolled his eyes. <laughs> and I said, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, give it a shot. 
put something in the search bar because we have we have stuff that we put in in our local area and it, it was in real time victor like this he hit search i'm bought in i'm bought in i've never seen anything return search results that fast that is incredible 100 you're going to make a killing at this but the cool stuff is the benefit that it provides on the back end to the users of the app and that is it's going to put more of a spotlight on local small businesses wherever you are it's going to be very specific to your small business yes bigger businesses can get on and they might but imagine being able to so quickly determine what local small business you're going to be able to give your money to in your hometown imagine that i'm imagining it right now it's <laughs> i'm imagining it right now and i can i can see it already absolutely well we'll, we'll have to we'll have to talk off camera some more of you know or off uh, you know off uh, off uh, offline some more about that um of course among all the things that you've done you're also a best-selling author twice actually still you know, still can't believe that one <laughs> For someone like me, you know, talk for someone like me, that's that's a goal of mine this year, this year is to at least get things started on a book. You know, and 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 obviously, and I'm sure you've heard Jonathan Mark say it, say it time and time again. It's a power move. You know, it's a move oh, yeah. that adds even more legitimacy to who you are, what you do, and what you offer. Talk about well, first of all, tell people about your books. That way they can go, you know, find it for themselves and and give them a read, but also the process of going through that and the impact publishing those books has had on what you've been able to accomplish moving forward. <laughs> All right. So uh, my, I have two books. I have one, So You Think You Can Sell and Creating Dynamic Demand. I made both of these books very, very, very short. Like within a half hour, you should be able to read at least one of them. And the reason I did that is because I don't want your you spending your time reading my book. I want you getting out there, implementing what you learned in my book and selling and making more money. So that's why I made them short. Uh, you can find them both on Amazon. Again, So You Think You Can Sell and Creating Dynamic Demand. Both available on Amazon. Both were bestsellers. Um, but the process and, and everything that did... Um, it's interesting you asked this. So my wife has a, a former client of hers. And again, she's been in the special education field with, with uh, the autism spectrum for what well, we'll leave that, that, <laughs> that, that year count out. Um, <laughs> but she, one of her favorite clients is now a, a young adult getting ready for college. And she knew this girl when she was like, uh, maybe six, seven years old, like so young. Um, and this girl wanted to write a book about her story. She wanted to tell her story and it's an incredible story. And she texted my wife last night and she said, I, I just don't know how to start. I, how do I put these words on paper? And I said, do you want me to, to talk to her? And I, I looked at her and I said, because I'm a best-selling author, you know, just to, <laughs> just to make sure she doesn't forget it. Right. <laughs> my, my, my poor wife, my poor wife. She's like, can you do the dishes? I was like, I would, but I'm a two-time best-selling author. And then I usually end up doing the dishes. Um, <laughs> smart. So move. she said, exactly. Yeah. Very smart. <laughs> there, there's sales, sales less to number one. Your wife gets to close every deal she wants with you. That's exactly um, right. So I, I texted this, this girl back and I said, Hey, it's Kyle. I said, the best advice I can give you is to just start typing. Don't worry about chapters. Don't worry about end the finish line. 
just start ta- typing like you're talking and telling your story to a friend. And that's the best advice I can give anybody that's got writer's block or just wants to get started. Just, just start typing like you were talking, like send an email to a friend. That's all it is. That's just, just start. Cause once you, once you start and you have that rhythm, it's going to flow, 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 flow. Um, but as far as the impact that it's had, aside from me being able to say I'm a two-time best-selling author. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you may hear it again too. Um, it provides a massive amount of, of credibility and legitimacy. It does. Um, not everybody writes a book. Not everybody can write a book. Not everybody can write a book that sells. Not everybody can write a book that gets to best-selling author status. Um, it's it's not easy, but it's easy, if, if that makes sense. Once you get started, I'm a big fan of having fun. Everything I do, I want to have fun doing. Everything. I don't care what it is. Personal, professional, vocational. I don't, I don't care. Um, but it's, I mean... It's it's still mind-boggling to me. I'll never forget when I when I released my first book. So you think you can sell? Um, I, I released it, not thinking anything of it. I just wanted to be able to say I wrote a book and I did it for my brand. Um, and a few hours after I released it, I got a text from a buddy of mine. He's like, "Hey, if you checked Amazon," I said, "Why would I check Amazon? I don't want to buy anything." <laughs> and he goes, "No, dummy, go check out your book." And I pulled it up. And sure enough, there it was. Number one, new release, bestseller. Number one, I got pictures. I, I, every, I, was, I, I can't believe this. This is nuts. And it wasn't in just some rinky-dink category. It was in like in sales and selling, all their sales books. I was like, this is crazy. And then I promptly found out that being an author does not pay the bills. <laughs> so if anybody <laughs> thinks that you're going to be making millions off of your, your, your book, <laughs> uh, let's just say I'm no John Grisham. <laughs> I think, said, not much he was, I think Jonathan uh, Loudermilk had, had said to me not too long ago, you know how much I've made off my book? Four dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You know, but that's not the yeah. purpose behind it. And I'm sure not, he was exactly. joking. I'm sure it made five dollars, not four. But uh, no, I've, it's, hey, listen, it's, it, it, again, for these types of books, the ones that we're discussing right now, you don't do it for the money. You do it for the brand building and you do it for the credibility. And honestly, it's to position yourself as an expert. And you know what? If you can pull off that feat, if you can get your book to number one best-selling status, you damn well better call yourself an expert because that's that's a serious feat. Even I don't care what anybody says. That's a serious feat. I'm, I'm all about celebrating wins, all about celebrating wins. And if you can publish a book, that's a win right there. You get that thing to best-selling status, that's a huge, huge, huge win. Huge. Oh, win. Absolutely. And it's absolutely. also a huge brand builder. And it's hearing stories like Kyle's, like Jonathan's, like Mark's, and everyone else I've come across that has written that has written at least a, one book. You know, it's it's what motivates me. It's what drives me because, you know, I know for me, in the fitness industry, I'm relatively new in comparison to most people. I've been in it three, four years now. You know, but writing. I've been doing that all my life. I did it as a career for 26 years. So if there's something that I could really, really capitalize on it is writing a book. I mean, I have, I mean, talking to people who've written a book, I, you know, I, I wasn't a writer. I hear that all the time. I wasn't a writer, you know, but I still wrote a book. So like you said, you know, if, if someone should be able to write a book, it's me. It's now putting putting that motivation and that desire and that drive and turning it into action, you know? Yeah. So, 
and yeah, hearing just, stories just like out there yours, and do it. Yeah. Hearing stories like yours is key to that because it adds that little added motivational boost that let's face it, we all need. And we draw it from, and we draw that motivation and that inspiration from so many different sources. I'm inspired. I know we joke about, you know, yeah, your ego and all that, but it's, it's inspiring to people. I mean, it really is. Let's face it. It's inspiring. I, I hope it is. You know, that's, I, I genuinely, genuinely hope it is. You know, we joke about ego and all that. We all have some semblance of ego in us. I mean, that's, that's just how we, how we're wired as human beings. I'd like to think that's how we're wired as human beings. But at the same time, if it can provide, like I said, you know, if it resonates with one person, if it, if it inspires one person, then you know what, you know, ego away, you know, I mean, go for it because that's, <laughs> because we're doing it with a purpose behind it. And that's, then that's the key. I love it. E- ego away. Ego away. I'm going to, I'm going to patent that, put it on a pillow and a t-shirt. You should. Oh, you should. <laughs> you should hashtag it. Hashtag that's all we're, everybody's doing now. Hashtag ego it. away. That'll be my next post. Uh, and then oh, I'll tag fantastic. you and I'll tag you on it then. Uh, yeah. Before we wrap things up and we could go on for hours with this, let me tell you, oh, we could, uh, I don't know if anybody wants to listen for hours, but you know, I think we're, uh, I could certainly talk more about it for hours and talk with you more about you know, what, what you do for hours. Look now we've looked back. We've gone to the, pre- we've gotten to the present. Let's look to the future. Kyle Slaymaker a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, where is he? What's he doing? That's a good question. Um, you know what? I mean, I have some, some business goals. I'd like to have, you know, recurring eight figures in revenue every year. Um, but I, I think from a more personal standpoint, I want to be spending at least half of the week just having fun. I want to, I want to just be happy and I'm happy now. I'm very happy now. Um, maybe, maybe I want to be happy with a Ferrari. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> hey, why not? I would be happy. Think, think big. Exactly. Absolutely. Think big. But I mean, to, to really answer that question, Victor, you know, it, it's going to, obviously I want to grow obviously. Um, but if, and, and this is a, a small chance, this is an infinitesimally small chance, uh, if I was in the exact same position today that I'm, or in five years from now that I'm in today, I'd be fine with it. I'd be okay. I'm, I'm loving my life right now. I'm happy. I can't argue with that. You know, if we can't, if we, if we don't love what we're doing, if we don't love who we are and where we're at, then you got to figure out what's wrong. You know, why, why that, why that, why that is, you know, and regardless of what level of success you've enjoyed or how you even define success, if it's money, if it's position in life, if it's your family, whatever it is, you know, if you're not happy, that, that should be your first project, you know, to, to, it, work, yeah. to work on that, to work from the inside out. Cause then the rest, it's funny when you work from the inside out and you work on yourself, Life has a funny way of kind of falling into place the way you envisioned it all along. It does. That is a very powerful statement, my man. Yeah, it absolutely does. You know, and maybe not in the way we thought, but often in, in, in a much better way than we thought. Yeah, so yep. before we wrap it up, 
tell everybody where they can find you on social media. We already talked about where they can find the books, Amazon, check those out, go buy those. They will help you absolutely 100%. Where can they find you? Social media, internet, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. So um, three places. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. Just search the Slaymaker Method. It's got 60 some videos all about sales training and business. Um, I'm, I'm very rarely on the channel anymore. Uh, but the, the places where I'm most active are going to be LinkedIn and Facebook. LinkedIn is just Kyle Slaymaker. Um, you'll see me. It's got my headshot in there with my arms crossed like this because I thought it made me look cool. Uh, Facebook, you will find me at facebook.com slash kyle.slaymaker.54. Apparently there's 54 of us. Who the hell knows? Um, I am the shirtless fella next to the absolutely stunningly beautiful, gorgeous blonde in the profile picture. Uh, my From the, the chest up because I am a fat slob underneath the screen. Um, we're getting there though. We're getting, don't, don't tell Jonathan I said that or Mark. Good Lord. Help, tell him what. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, and, and listen, I, I say this in all my podcasts, everybody, if anybody wants to just reach out, have a conversation, pick my brain, just get, shoot me a message, shoot me a DM. I respond personally. Um, and you know, I take a lot of pride in that. So if anybody wants to talk, just hit me up. Absolutely. Well, Kyle, it's been absolute pleasure talking with you. It's been fun. It's been very insightful, you know, certainly very interesting, very motivational, very inspirational. And I know that everybody listening to this is going to come away better from listening to it. But I'm glad we got to do this. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. And I appreciate all of you out there for listening in. Always remember, it's never too late to follow your dreams. Thanks so much for listening. I hope what you heard on today's show truly resonates with you. If you would like to learn more about me and the health and fitness services I provide, you can head to my website, fernandezfit.com. And if you're ready to connect with me for health and fitness coaching, you can send an email to ocmdfernandezfit at gmail.com or a text to 814-504-7774. You can even find me on social media. I'm everywhere. On Facebook, it's Victor Fernandez123. Real unique name, don't you think? And Fernandez Fit LLC as well as Fernandez Fit LLC on Instagram. I'd like to thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, always remember, quality health and fitness truly is a family affair.